Hi everyone, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays no matter what you're celebrating. This is Will from Elwood City Limits and me and Lucas just want to wish you all the best. Thank you so much for supporting us through 2020. What a tough year it's been, huh? But we have been able to give you the podcast every single week and we've been happy to do it to give you a little bit of a distraction to give you something to laugh about something to think about and just provide you with some company when it's been kind of hard to do that this year and we've been very happy to do it Uh, we've been happy to receive all of the thank you messages um, all the patronage that we have uh, had this year that has been a big help as well but really whether you are a patron or whether you are a listener uh, who lis- listens for free. We appreciate you all the same. So, yeah, speaking of the Patreon, what you're about to hear is something that was recorded uh, earlier this year. This is kind of between lockdowns here in Nova Scotia. Lucas and I were able to get together initially in the beginning of August live and record this commentary that you're about to hear But that didn't make it, unfortunately. So this is our second try, and it sounds a lot better. We get into uh, a lot of the stuff that we talked about, and what it is, it's a commentary for DW and the Beastly Birthday, which was a 2017 Arthur special. Now we're digging in to some of the newer specials on uh, these commentaries, because, well, we're past the traditionally animated ones. We're past uh, the CGI movie, Arthur's Missing Pal, and now we're in the Flash animation era. So we get into a little bit about how we feel about the animation, how we feel about the new voices, the new characters. It's a little bit of a preview for uh, what may be to come someday when we get to the Flash animation era of Arthur. So this is a syncable commentary track. We get into all the instructions of how to do that right at the top here. I just wanted to give you a quick introduction. Uh, and we the link should be available on our social medias. You can also go to our Libsyn site, elwoodcitylimits.libsyn.com. We have the link there as well for the specific video file that we used. Just didn't want to advertise that too much in case, you know, Arthur, the official Arthur accounts uh, you know, had something to say about that. Anyway, just wanted to say a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays for myself and from Lucas. We appreciate you so much, and we wanted to give you this. uh, Well, of course, we wanted to take Christmas off. (laughs) But we did want to give you a little taste of what it's like behind the Patreon walls and uh, give you our most recent commentary. Until next week, that is. That's right, next week, patrons, you are going to be getting an all-new Arthur commentary track, this time on an even more recent special, The Rhythm and Roots of Arthur. Remember, if you want to get access to all of our commentaries, we have uploaded a lot of them here on the main feed, so I would encourage you to go back. We even have Arthur's Perfect Christmas on the free feed uh, if you haven't listened to that one yet, and that's very appropriate for this time of year. But every single commentary, every single movie review, and every single episode of For the Kids and even more content is available on patreon.com slash Elwood city limits otherwise once again thank you so much i hope no matter what your situation is that you're having a great holiday that you're seeing family if you're not seeing family you're seeing friends or maybe you're just taking some time for yourself no matter what we appreciate that you have welcomed us into your homes and into your lives and uh, been able to enjoy arthur with us we really appreciate you this is a time of year to look back on well the year that was, and what made it so great. And a consistent great thing was this show, and it couldn't be great without you listening. One more time. 
Thank you. Now have fun, enjoy the show, and we will see you in 2021. Okay, starting this off. Knocking on wood. Okay, take two. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. This is another edition of an ECL commentary. And, well, I gotta be honest, it feels... it, It makes me appreciate all the other ones that we've done before because this is our take two on... Uh, the Arthur Special, DW, and the Beastly Birthday. Hello to all of you out there. My name's Will Young, and with me as always is Lucas Mancini. That's right, Will. I'm coming to you from cyberspace. The information superhighway um, has brought us together. That's right. So we, I mean, I must also say it was very nice to see you when we recorded this in person, even if it didn't turn out the the best uh, it was still very nice to kind of celebrate the show's fourth birthday uh, by being able to kind of reconnect face to face. So I think there was know, at, I, at least a I, bit I, of good I, coming I, out of it. I wish, yes, the audience could be privy to some of the thrills and spills and chills that were had um, in the original recording of the commentary. Um, some stranger yelling at us from our, my window. <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, audacity seemingly completely not working. Um, lots of fun stuff lost to the sands of time, but you know what, Will? That's okay, because the jokes are going to be funnier the second time. You better believe it. So, of course, like all of our other commentaries, this is syncable with uh, this Arthur special that we're going to be talking about. If you'd like to listen to our other commentaries, most of them are available, or in fact, all of them are available, on the, directly on the Patreon. All you have to do is go to the main page, and there should be a subheading for commentaries. And they're also available on the free feed for you to take wherever you would like to take them as well. But as with all of those, we're going to give you directions. So. Full disclosure, we're watching a uh, YouTube video on uh, Watch Together. This is our first time doing a remote commentary. So, uh, you know, I, I knocked in the wood. I'm not going to think about it too much anymore. But here's what we have to – here are your instructions. Right now, on this particular Arthur file, it has the whole uh, – the YouTube uh, file has the whole special all together. And we are on 1 minute 8 seconds. We're looking at DW on the right side of the screen, about to walk under this piñata. So that's where you would want... She's she's covering the uh, storyboard by right now. Correct. Uh, So what we're going to do is we are going to do 3-2-1 play. 3-2-1 play. And when we say play, we're going to press play, and you're going to press play on the special, and then that's how we're going to sync the commentary. Sound good, Lucas? Anything before we get started? Uh, no, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready for liftoff. Uh, I put my trust in the power of technology. As we always have to do. So once again, thank you everybody for your, uh, your best wishes on this fourth anniversary. We love to do this for our patrons and we hope that you enjoy it. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. So- oh my gosh. Well, it looks like it works. <laughs> Let's. Uh, uh, I'm t- I'll tell you this. I'm not going to stop clenching for the next hour as long as this is on. Oh. So I will do my best. Hey, so we we did talk about this. Let's kind of go over it once again. One of the big things that we touched on when we were watching this the first time was, of course, the animation. This is our biggest exposure to the Flash animation era yet, the two of us. Um, I, I, I compared it to they look like paper dolls in a way, the way that they're posed. Yeah, I mean, 
I I will say that um you know you you're exposed to something exposure therapy it dulls the senses I I'm not as you know, disgusted and horrified as I was on our initial viewing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I know what I'm getting into this time. Uh, I, I think your paper doll uh, sort of analogy is, is quite accurate. Um, but you know what? Much like a paper doll, Will, the life is missing, I find. And then here we get this son, <sighs> which they gave Arthur ears. Usually when they animate, like, in dream sequence and stuff, they animate inanimate objects. They don't give them, like, ears or make them, like, animals, like the Arthur characters. It's also very lippy. There's, like, a ooh, like, I'm making the, I'm making the ooh with my lips, mm. so. <laughs> like, it's from, like, Rick and Morty or something, yeah. It, it is a little Rick and Morty-ish, and I, and I, I think that that's also probably a show that uses pretty similar technology and i mean we don't want to we're not trying to like rag on it or anything honestly it's just different than what we kind of grew up with and what we're still used to watching now we're not going to get to the flash animation on the podcast for a long time it is what it is and i imagine it's probably a lot easier to use than hand-drawn animation so i don't begrudge them that um it's just uh fluffy mcguffin i don't know if we talked about this the first time yeah and get ready, people listening to this commentary, I'm going to say that a lot. Uh, or I'll, I'll try and control myself and try not to say that so much. But Fluff McGuffin, obviously named him McGuffin because that's what it is, right? Oh, oh my god, dude. <laughs> this is my. This is the third time I've watched this, and I didn't... Wait, Dr. Zeke Robbins' Guide to Unlocking. Yeah, you were... I wonder if that's a Tony Robbins reference? Could very well be. You were, you were uh, very fascinated by what Grandma Thor was reading there. Uh, I know, there's self-help nonsense. Oh, and then we got the analog Confuse the Goose. Yeah, it seems like maybe a replacement part for Confuse the Goose. Maybe she, maybe she's just confused. Mm. Maybe the, go- the goose is too confused. It's Confuse the Goose expansion pack. It's like when you buy the <laughs> version of Catan where they added boats. You get two Confuse the Geese? Confuse the Geese? Oh my gosh! Huge, huge party foul here. This, this incensed me, and it, it, it's. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting steamed again. Look at this, uh, Emily. Very, very nice again. Uh, you know, t- fancy dress to a birthday party. I'm not crazy about it. Now, if now, Will, this is this is your third watch, right? Yeah, it's now, true. I, if you if you were gonna give it a thumbs up, thumb down on the first watch, and a thumbs up, thumb down on the second watch, um, I'm wondering, you know, how how you're gonna feel about the the third watch. Mm, I guess we'll have to wait and see. We'll give our judgments after yeah. <laughs> after the commentary. Uh, if you want to stick around for that. Uh, yeah, Emily wearing wearing the tiara and showing up the birthday girl. No way, no thank you. It's I, like wearing white to someone's wedding. It just must not be done. Listen, I've got my tiara picked out for my birthday party this weekend. So if anybody comes up with something bigger than that, I'm just, I'm just not. They're just not coming in. By the way, happy Virgo season. Thank you, thank you. I kind of this is my first year, kind of realizing what that means. So I'm still <laughs> trying to get my head around it. <laughs> Um, and, and Arthur, the kids are always like really overdressed for their birthdays. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember, I feel like when I was really young, my parents did used to do that kind of stuff where it's like, if I made my like grade one birthday party, I kind of remember everybody being wearing like their Sunday best or whatever. Okay. Um, but I feel like that's of a bygone era. I, I do too. In fact, I don't remember particularly doing that because I think the idea is that like what, you know, with kids' birthday parties, you're having kids run around a lot. So especially if you're they're like outside or something so you don't want them to get their good clothes dirty it's just like yeah it's just somebody's birthday they have that every year that is definitely something like my my birthday parties will as long as i can help it will not have a dress code we got that mystery aardvark 
in that portrait behind the table that is not present in the TV show. Right. Still perplexed if that's a, a great-grandfather, great-grandmother, if that's Grandpa Dave's wife we, yeah. or, or Grandma Forrest's husband. We have no idea. Yeah, it could, it could be. I, I think I think the word I, the term I used was Grandma Dave, even though, you know, <laughs> you know what that means. Uh by the way, this is our this is our first uh, with two characters. This is <laughs> funny story. This is actually the point in trying to sync the original commentary where I realized that it was hopeless. So I don't have good memories of this particular part of the the episode. Uh, but this is Bud. We're not used to seeing Bud. He's the little brother of Ladonna, who we'll catch up with in a little bit. So this is our first exposure to both of them. I'll say this about Bud. Um, stonewashed jeans and a green blazer is a really insane look. Like good, like good or bad. I, I would, I would say like, I, I can't even make heads or tails of it. Like mm. he's got plastic rain boots. He's got stonewashed jeans tucked into plastic rain boots. He's wearing a green blazer. Like he just won the PGA tour. <laughs> um, and like a red hat with the flaps. It's really just... Do you know what it reminds me of? Is it, it reminds me of like when the this is such a like Lucas. I don't know if this is gonna mean anything to you, Will. Okay. The Met Gala. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh I feel like uh, last year's theme or the year before was camp. I don't think they had one. Yeah. I, sure. I, yeah, 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 I remember that. And and some people were like putting together fits that were kind of like that because it's like it's it is very camp. It's very John Waters, I suppose. I can kind of get what you mean. There's a bit of there's like a Midwestern feel to it. It's mm, it's very evocative, mm. especially like the moose ears. Like that. I mean, Arthur has the same type of hat here in this scene, but uh, yeah, it's that, oh, that's a very and interesting then there's comparison. this. Uh, my gosh. Yeah, this is a uh, this is some really really out. You want you want to talk about John Waters? This is uh, yeah some, yeah. This- <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm really surprised the internet has not found this particular scene. Yeah. Because um, if you really take any screen grab out of context, it's, it, it seems like it's from, you know, some other scrupulous website, such as DeviantArt or something else, as opposed to an actual canonized Arthur scene. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to have to take a screen cap of that. I don't normally do it for commentaries, but I think I'll have to make an exception on this one. Also, who's that train conductor? Do you see that train conductor portrait? Train conductor? No. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's right by the door where uh, Mom Reed was open the door. It's, it's kind of obfuscated by this, like, uh, uh, lampshade, but there's a guy wearing a train conductor hat. I wonder if Arthur's, like, grand-grandfather... It was like a train guy. Oh, maybe that would actually—I would actually like to hear more about that. Uh, and this is Ladonna, who is—I uh, don't—I couldn't tell you exactly when she's introduced into the show, but she's—they're—they're uh, they're from New Orleans. I found when we were watching the special that she her accent is more like I thought she was from like Georgia or Alabama or something. It—it it doesn't sound like. I mean, they're close, Cage, right? That's all the South. It is. It is in the South, but it didn't sound. I guess what I'm trying to say is, it didn't sound like Gambit from the '90s X Men cartoon. <laughs> it's literally like I, I, we need more famous people from Nolans. Yeah. Because like I know Beyonce's from there, but she doesn't really. She doesn't talk Creole. Mm. Uh, the only person I could think of, person. Oh my goodness, is is Gambit from X Men. <laughs> I remember they were gonna make that Gambit movie with the uh, what's his name? Oh God, I don't know. Like the, it's, the guy, it's, uh, uh, friggin' um, uh, Channing, Step Ta- up. Channing Tatum. Yeah, Channing Tatum. Well, He's gonna be Gambit. It's a miracle that like, hey, here's this is what's gonna date this commentary. It's a miracle that the New Mutants is going to limp to theaters this weekend. So I don't, I wouldn't put for, I for wouldn't us, put Will. For us, I don't know about the Americans. Oh no, for it's, us, 
Tenant is opening up in IMAX. Yeah, theaters across America still aren't open. That's good. Um, that's a, that's a good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, not 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 keen on going to theaters. Not keen on Gambit either, for that matter. But uh, you know, uh, I, I for one would in X Men versus Marvel, the arcade game, mm. would often pick Gambit. Oh yeah, so, um, I actually really don't know much about like. What is Gambit's superpower? He throws cars? So he can he can make kinetic energy. So basically he can throw anything and it has like that purple streak on it and it'll cause it to like explode essentially. So that's why he uses playing cards all the time is he throws them and imbues them with kinetic energy so that they explode upon contact. And he's also like a trained thief. Oh. It's just a very 90s character, especially when you look at his typical design. I don't think that he's not a very deep uh, character. Is he, is, he like, is he like a Rob Liefeld kind of? I don't know if Rob. Uh, no, I think he's I think he's a Jim Lee creation, maybe. But he's around that time. Like, you can definitely mm. tell the influence of, like, you know, image comics and Rob Liefeld and all that kind of stuff. We, we were so down the, the gambit rabbit hole, Will, that we <laughs> glossed over. I can't imagine why we wouldn't want to mention this. Uh, please, you do the honors, Will. What is this imaginary land that DW is going to? So Nadine has granted her a pass to the island of Ukubunga. Which we have, <laughs> yeah, it kind of sends a shiver up the old spine. Even if it's meant in, you know, it's meant in innocence as it is here. It's just like, oh, should I be saying that out loud? It's funny because Ukubunga does totally sound racist. Um, and they'd probably be better off saying something like Fantasy Island or something. Yeah, just make then, it like, something I was, I, I was thinking about, like, the closest, and the, that writing, the fake writing in, in particular, reminded me of, um, like, the Bionicle lore. Okay, um, yeah. And it's funny that they're able to come up with, like, vaguely, you know, made-up sounding things that don't sound... Like, Matanui, Matanui. does not sound racist, right? Like, well, it just kind of sounds like its own thing. Yeah, or Toa and stuff like that. Well, it's Toa, funny. yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, I think that those are actually, like... Matanui is a character in Moana, so I think that they're based off of, like, Polynesian language. Like, Toa is oh. also something that's associated with Polynesian language. Okay, well, so it see, shows how much I know. But, but, um, other, Ukubunga, other... not based off anything. And I, I think last time we recorded this, we, we mentioned, I mentioned at least that Herman Cain has just passed away. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Famous, yeah. famous, uh, discoverer of Ubeki Becky Becky stand. Yes, yes. Uh, it's in, it's in my tummy, big dummy. <laughs> uh, and I have some pardon words from the Pokemon movie. <laughs> now, is it, was Herman Cain the same guy as The Rent is Too Damn High? No. Okay. No. The Rent is Too Damn High. Herman Cain legitimately ran for president. The Rent is Too Damn High guy, I think he was running for some lower office. Yeah, like mayor. Um, and he was he was he was very much a one issue uh individual. Uh Herman Cain, there was ads, like Herman Cain was in like Republican debates and stuff. Mm. And still active on Twitter. <laughs> That's right. Well, until his untimely demise. RIP. No, no, even after. Did you see that his account oh. was tweeting stuff? What? Like his like his social media team is still tweeting stuff from the Herman Cain account. I don't know how I feel about that stuff. Like, I, listen, I don't really care about Herman Cain, but like, whenever I see a tweet from like the Bruce Lee Twitter account, oh, I'm like, wait a minute, really? There's a Bruce Lee Twitter account? Yeah, I think it's run by his estate. But, oh, like, it's like a marketing thing, I guess. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like that. Uh, yeah, so DW is going to this island, and meanwhile, we're gonna oh. get we're gonna get into it in a second. But Arthur and his friends are going forwards in time, so we're dealing with uh, travel travels through space and time. Uh, 
So, Did Nadine always float like? Does she float like this in the old no. show? I feel like she's floating way higher. Yeah, I, I, I think she usually just kind of shows up wherever she wants to, and then I don't recall the floating very much. That's a good point. Um, also, oh my god, we, oh my word! Also, That's some we, Adobe After Effects right there. <laughs> we, we don't. We, I, I don't know if we have ever seen before this little space under the stairs in Arthur's in Arthur's house. One of these like little storage. Uh, Eves, just like one of these things that old houses tend to have. Um, And of course, we'll get into it when we get a little bit further into this. But this is, of course, evocative of a very particular children's book that uh, um, (laughs) we spent a lot. We spent a lot of time talking about the works of Maurice Sendak, uh, and we you'll see why in a little bit. Right now, it's evocative of a certain A24 movie. Bad luck to kill a seabird. <laughs> Did you, uh, I've, I've been wrapped up about uh, Robert Eggers' next movie, the director of The Witch and The Lighthouse, uh, to my faves. Uh, you mean The Vavitch? Yes, I do, I do mean that. You're, you're absolutely correct. Anyway, he's got a, a, reven- a revenge tale about a Norseman in the 10th century, and I'm very excited to see what that's all about. Um, I actually found the lighthouse for cheap on DVD at Walmart a couple weeks ago, so that's on my shelf. For the movie like that, I always love to pick picture like the guy who just like buys movies on a whim from the Walmart bargain bin, like mm-hmm. your regular Joe Schmo, um, and just how upset they would be <laughs> watching the lighthouse. <laughs> or hopefully, hopefully delighted. But you're right; it would certainly be a shock to the system. Ah, nice, uh, nice uh, nod to continuity there. DW had a oh, nightmare yeah. about an octopus once. There, I, there are a couple of like shout outs to to continuity here that I do appreciate, and we've been talking about that recently on the show too. I'm glad that Arthur has a writing team that is not afraid to acknowledge its history at times. Breaking out the old lore bible. Yeah, really, because I mean, there's been so many small details here and there that you'd be forgiven if you don't remember every single one of them. Goodness knows that that we don't. Although some of our listeners are quick to to notice when there are uh, uh, continu- either continuity screw ups or when there is a uh, uh, extended continuity. The boots, the pants tucked into the boots. It really reminds me of like. It's always, like, kind of uncomfortable when you're wearing pants tucked into boots, like, indoors. Yeah. Like, usually you'll do that after you've got, it's like, a really blisteringly cold day outside. And, like, that whole look just reminds me of being, like, kind of damp and yeah. uncomfortable and, like, too hot indoors. Speaking of fits, we need to get we need to get your uh, your opinion here on uh, Ratburn five years in the future. Oh, yeah. Pervert, I believe, is the <laughs> same thing as I said last time. Uh, just get this guy out of here. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it it it's it's the beard, isn't it? The, beard. all, it? the beard's a lot of it, yeah. The beard, the turtleneck, the turtleneck, yeah. Those bright blue glasses. I don't mm. know about all that. Yeah, it's 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 like it's very it's 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 real big. I own a toy store uh, mm, energy. Mm. You know, like you meet these types of people every now and then. It's just like, yeah, that's that makes sense. Anyway, glad that. Uh, Elwood City has been uh, embracing alternate means of energy. I've actually been writing yeah, a, writing I, a piece I about, about that. I've actually been writing a piece about alternate energy in the construction industry, and that's been very interesting to research. Um, 
public transpo. I, I kind of miss taking the bus, but uh, yeah, with COVID on the rise, no thank you. And then we got these we got these new hologram phones, yes. which five G has been set up all over <laughs> Elwood City. They now have five G towers. The Huawei the Huawei Corporation has <laughs> developed a stronghold in Elwood City. The sugar free bowl, hilarious joke. Will I? I miss very good stuff. I remember missing that the first time. You had to, you you were the one who right. spotted that for me. The Stevia Bowl. <laughs> but you know what? Given all the future technology, Arthur's family still have a house phone. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Maybe it's like retro by then. Of course, Kate looks basically just DW's model with uh, different hair, which is yeah, fine. She's got like a, she's got turf bangs and like a little like Cindy Lou thing. Ew. Oh my God. Oh, what a, uh, what a double, what a dynamic duo in hair. And of course, Arthur's parents can't really age him up that much in five years. So they just have different sweaters. Arthur's dad's wearing like bowling shoes in the house. Is it? Oh man, party foul. Um, so they would be probably in their forties. Oh, and there's Big Pal. He looks like, he looks like Rory from uh, Arthur's Perfect Christmas. Mm. And of course, but I wish we saw. I mean, spoilers for the rest of this. We don't. This is the most we see of Big Pal. We don't see him again, which is too bad. Maybe they just didn't want to use that uh, that model anymore. But. Uh, I would love to. I just, I just want to know what Pal's up to. I hope he's okay. Never realized. I, I, maybe it's the flash animation, the way the colors pop. Mm. Bold choice to paint your hallways lime green. Oh yeah. You were. I mean, I I'm I'm excited for us to see um, Dora, like five years in the future, Dora, because she she was a uh, quite quite a revelation to you. Yes. We can already we can already see like she's got the poster of her favorite character on the wall there, and there definitely was a point where you were where you were like, "Is Dora a weeb?" <laughs> I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but no, yes, no, I sorry. am excited to see again. Jump the gun uh, here! Oh, we got the Crosley down there. The Crosley? Yeah, uh, uh, like a record player that's got the built-in speaker. I saw that on the bottom shelf there. Can't be having those, Will. They ruin your records. Oh, really? I yeah, because the vibrations from the speaker, you can buy them at like Urban Outfitters and stuff. The vibrations from the speaker makes the needle move and like scratches up your records. I, no. I have a I have a friend who's unfortunately an audiophile uh-huh. um, and he uh, often laments the popularity of Crosby, Crosley record players. In fact, he made fun of me for having one in Animal Crossing, which is pretty. <laughs> that's funny. I actually had one of those, but I like never ever used it. So maybe that's a good thing to just keep the sanctity of my few vinyl records. Mm. Yeah, it's like the one from Moonrise Kingdom, and here we are in uh, Ukabunga. And uh, this, this, this I found interesting about how essentially the A story of this special is basically a big homage to. Uh, Maurice Index, where the wild things are, which you can see in the uh, in both the character designs and in the general kind of layout of the plot, where DW escapes her childhood and goes to the island, and uh, the monsters are there, which are just her wait, friends. She, wait, 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 Will, she goes to the island? Is you and McGregor there? <laughs> yeah, so DW is uh, gonna have her <laughs> organs harvested for the real DW. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a Lost reference, but a The Island reference. My God. Um, so, yeah, I think that these... Now, of course, they're meant to be monsters, 
but these are not exactly pleasant to look at. I, to varying degrees, right? Like, the Emily one is still recognizable as Emily, and it just kind of looks like a Maurice Sendak version of Emily. The one that's that made to look like, sorry, what is his name, Gerald? Uh, B- uh Bud. Bud. Gerald. The one that's made to look like, I don't know. The, the one that's made to look like Bud uh, looks like a part of the male anatomy. He does, uh, doesn't and he? It, and, it, and it makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I completely understand that. It's the lack of neck that really... Uh, that makes yeah. it seem such a <laughs> yeah, way. He, he's out here looking like, my man's out here looking like Steve Bannon. <laughs> oh, man. And then, we, and then we got the Tibbles, who are just basically just hairier and have more jowls. So could just be then uh, at age 50. Uh, and although, since you'll have the commentary on, it's a little bit hard to tell. But they're also doing like, eh, we're doing our monster voices for half of the special. And I just feel really bad that they had to essentially keep doing that ragged voice for the whole thing. It's just like, it's got to have the tea and honey on standby. It's like how Mark Hamill can't do the Joker voice anymore because it's too hard on him. It's well, Hey man, he, he did his time and a half with that Joker voice. So if I, I I love Mark Hamill, I love the Mark Hamill Joker. I think it's just time to let somebody else give it, give a crack at it. John DiMaggio is really good as the Joker. Brent Spiner was a weird choice, but was okay. Ugh. I mean, I don't disagree. They do look like chew toys. Well, and I just also don't really like listening to them either. I mean... Uh, I don't like listening to them. I don't like looking at them. I mean, yeah, I... Again, uh, it's funny. It's funny they they capture the Murray Sedak in in like the hair. The mm. hair looks just like, but I, and I think we mentioned this last time is that one of the issues with the Flash animation is that it's more difficult to capture the changes in art style that Arthur likes to do, specifically for like dream sequences or when they're parading something specific. So like for instance, like there's the famous Arthur episode where they they're doing like South Park and they're doing like all these like Dr. Katz. Um, yeah. and they, and they match the art style as well. And that's a lot harder to do when you're just fo- using flash animation. Um, like you can see what they're going for with the way they draw on the monsters, especially in the hair, but like the backgrounds and like everything doesn't, evoke it in the same way it would if it was uh hand drawn and that, is this tower of cows by the way it's tower i think it's tower of soy oh like i love this like plant-based future you know it's funny when did this come out this would have been i think it was 2017 or somewhere around very there. very prescient i mean with the advent of uh plant-based kfc have you yet to have the plant-based kfc will no but i'd like to try it i had the um the beyond burger version of a and w uh, like they're, so that they're was a, that's okay. That it's, one's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, and there we have yes, we have Weeb DW. I should have asked my friend who could read kanji what the kanji on her shirt says. Uh, this is crazy. This is so wild. Yeah, especially like I th- what draws your eye immediately are the weird glasses with like the upside down kind of rims to them. And uh, but it it is certainly it's a lot to take in at first because of course we're looking at D.W. when she's or Th- um, Dora excuse me when she's nine years old or like eight going on nine so she's actually older than Arthur taller than him too so she does she does kind of shoot up in height after a while. I wonder what would be on her my anime list profile like what is she watching right now? Ooh, good question. Let's see. let's let's take a this is a good opportunity. For me to see, I, anime is kind of on hold right now because of coronavirus. 
What's going on? My anime list, oh. winter 2020 uh, Lucas, or fall 2020. Lucas, I do want to follow this. I just want to quickly say thank you to uh, arthur.fandom.com. Uh, Future DW is wearing a shirt with her name on it in Japanese katakana. So that's Dora. Oh, Dora. Um, I, I can't say, I can't say that I know much about anime. Oh, she's, so, DW's definitely watching Haiku to the top second season. You know she's standing those volleyball boys. Yeah. Uh, but she also, defi- like, she, she does like action cartoons, though, as we see in a little bit here. So, uh, True. maybe, would she, would she be into, like, Attack on Titan? I know, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm such a basic anime boy. No, I mean, sure, why not? I heard the, the final season was very good. Uh, much to my surprise. What is... I'm sorry, Will, I, I got distracted. I'm looking at what's coming out this upcoming anime season, and I Uh-oh. don't recognize any of this. Well, we don't, we don't do the, uh, we don't, we don't do the check-ins anymore, the check-in podcast. So we haven't yeah. heard your thoughts on anime in a while. So it's all good if you need to get it out here. Ooh, doing a gymnastics one. Yeah, fall not looking so hot, not, or it's just not my kind of thing. Let's take a look at winter. What's coming up on winter? This is also 2020, is when we're recording this. Just to- yes. Be clear in case you hear this years from now. Ooh, okay. Winter, winter's got some heaters. Finding Neverland season two, or or uh, the promise, promise Neverland, Neverland spe- season two. Yeah, new U- new Yuri camp season. New Beast Stars, Doctor Stone. Oh my God, winners. Yeah, sells at work. That's crazy. I'm glad I'm looking at this now too, because I don't have to look at this dance sequence. I mean, it is it is what it is. It's just like. There's not, this is one of the only songs that they do in the special, which, you know, if you're comparing it to something like the Rhythm and Roots of Arthur, that has a couple of different songs, and it's not done by people in monster voice, so, <laughs> uh, I, let's just say I wasn't coming to this special expecting a song, and I'm just like, okay, well that's, yeah, that's that's that song for you. We can talk a bit more about songs whenever we do the Rhythm and Roots uh, commentary. Which, uh, which, hey, if this works out, maybe sooner rather than later. Who knows? Everybody's doing what they, they want to do. It's like some sort of anarchist commune. <laughs> it's like the Chaz or something. Doing the big beastie boogaloo. Now, you also really liked the doors to their huts that are just their profile, their shadow yeah, profile. Yeah, yeah. Reminded me of that Fox, that uh, 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 canceled Fox game show Hole in the Wall. Yeah, see I've how ne- many uh, I've never heard seasons. of this. Let's see. Hole in the wall, because I just want to focus on anything other than looking at these creatures. <laughs> Hole in the wall show. What do we got here? American Game Show. God, what's the last time you watched network TV, Will? From <laughs> 2000, 2008 to 2009, the show is an adaptation of the Japanese show Nokabe, meaning brain wall. Uh, nicknamed by human YouTube fans as Human Tetris, in which players must contort themselves to fit through cutouts. Okay. A large 13 by 7.5 feet styrofoam wall moving towards them on a 50-foot track. That sounds kind of fun. I'm, I might be interested in checking that out. There it, was... And, uh, and, it's, and it's called Hole in the Wall? Yeah. 40 episodes. 40? Eight, eight of which were never aired. Okay. See, when I think of obscure... Uh, game shows that no one remembers. I think of uh, Downfall with Chris Jericho. Oh, I could never forget Downfall. With Chris. I too watched Downfall with Chris Jericho. <laughs> um, right. 
I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch later some hole in the wall. See have you? That... Uh, have, speaking of like obstacle courses and those type of things, have you? Wa- have you played Fall Guys? I've not. My friends have though, and they really enjoy it. I don't have PlayStation Plus, so oh, I haven't I see, been. I, see. I haven't been able to get my hands on it. I might. I, I, I haven't played games much this year. I've kind of fallen off on on the games, but uh, I, I Fall Guys has really tickled me. There's something about applying battle royale mechanics to a. Uh, uh, a, like a Mario Party like, uh, that's really really compelling and really accessible. I find it's one what of those might... like easy easy to grasp, hard to master games. What I might do in the next couple of days is just get PlayStation Plus for a month so I can get Fall Guys for free and just try it out. See see what the fuss is all about. Mostly, hmm. I've just been seeing videos of people just standing at the finish line and throwing people off. Oh yes, which, those are which, do- which doesn't seem fun. Those are those are enemies to society. Those people are. A special type of <laughs> what is going on here? So they're 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 doing all the stuff DW wants to do. They're playing games where she wins, and you know it's it is very much like uh, you know where the wild things are. Uh, they even they even had the wild rumpus, which uh, I remember we talked about uh, briefly. We discussed uh, the where the wild things are movie and how I'd like to right. watch that again. I wonder if maybe it would the, hit the me, Spike it Jones film. Yeah, I wonder. I don't think if, I've ever seen it all the way through. I wonder if it would fare differently. I remember at the time being kind of put off guard, and like it wasn't what I expected. I was expecting like a, you know, a movie length adaptation of a thirty-page children's book, and instead they like it had like themes and like metaphors and stuff. So I was wasn't ready for that when I was like twenty. Had that arcade fire song in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I uh. No, Spike Jones has made very few movies, right? He's only really made Her, Where the Wild Things Are, uh, Adaptation, and Being John Malkovich, right? So, um, you'd think I would have seen it, but no, I've only seen parts. Her, great movie. And you know, I never saw Her either. It's I really- know that I know that it's really good. It's one of those movies where it's like, it, it seems very good despite how silly the premise sounds when it's explained to you. Um... But people have said that it's it's actually like I, people who I trust uh, have said that it's 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 really really good. So one of these days I'll see it. I think you I think you'd like it. It's very it's very fun to look at. There's a lot of great colors mm. and style. And I think love everybody's st- high waisted pants. I do yeah. love the high waisted pants. <laughs> and the and the story I think really acquits itself very well. I remember enjoying it more than I thought I would. Um, it does actually kind of seem like your kind of movie, even in just terms of the way people people dress. I think you would, I think you would get a kick out of that future. I think it's so weird. Like I, I remember the first time I was a little confused, but it's like right, Dora has Arthur's room because there's this weird unspoken thing of like Arthur's just been missing for the past five years, so Dora inherited his room, and now he's back. And he has to sleep on a cot in Kate's room. I just like I feel like if this were anything else, there would be like this, you know, tearful good tearful reunion of just like, oh my boy, you've been lost for five years. It's true. And th- and then maybe and then you you could go you go a couple places with that. It's just like, is this actually an imposter who is like pretending to be Arthur? Like uh, you know, there's 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 like that documentary about that person who pretended to be that couple's missing uh child, and then it turns out he's like an a, a professional con artist who was actually in their thirties or something. Bacon and egg breakfast dumplings. Now we were trying to uh figure out exactly what it was that Buster was eating the first time, and so that's what his big invention is. Uh, look- I know I, 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 cause like, what's it a pierogi? 
Well, that's the thing is that you can put a lot of different things in a pierogi and bacon and egg uh, is totally something that you could do. Uh, but traditionally, at least around my house, it's usually uh, cheese, potatoes, and maybe like onion or sauerkraut or something. But definitely, but there are definitely, like my mother was telling me, you can put bacon in there. You can do like dessert pierogies, which seems uh, like blasphemy to me, but I'm used to it as a dinner thing. Now this was, this we were both really taken by because this seems like an idea you could do now. Like this is this is open for any entrepreneur who uh, knows a little thing or two about wind systems. Well, I think the thing about this is like all you would have to do is actually go to those real life wind tunnels and bring a board, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if you anybody's would... done that before. I mean, let's use the the power of the World Wide Web and to of... skateboard wind tunnel. This also feels like a game, like. A game like this would have debuted on PlayStation Plus and been like a surprise multiplayer hit. Also, like uh, Park. love the Royalty Three like skate music. Yeah, the wah 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 wah. You just gotta get some guitars, get some kicking drums. You're skating, baby. And we do get to see aged up Bud here. Not. Watch uh, this YouTube video called Jonathan Martinez skateboarding test in a wind tunnel. Oh. Let's see this here. Okay. Oh no, this is testing like the aerodynamics. That's not what I want. All right. I, I want yet... like I want like that 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 one P Diddy video where they're like, you know what I'm talking about. I think they're so. Flying up and down in the wind tunnel, they get the reflective suits, P Diddy and Mace. I was thinking about uh um the opening of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie where they go sky surfing. I want to do I want to do that, but not actually. So this seems right up my alley. I think you can actually do that as well. Like, oh, I bet you can. If if, if like point bur- if the Point Break remake is to be believed, yeah. Oh my! Did, did you see that with your own eyes? No, no, I saw the trailer. I don't think I. What? Now I got see. I just closed the Google. I gotta know how was that movie received? That movie came and went poorly. I can tell you poorly. That movie must have come out on like Christmas or something. I'm pretty sure. It, oh remember, my god, I, 2015. Yeah, Dude, I thought this ba- movie came was, out like last year. It was buried. American German Chinese co-production. Oh my god. Something Dude. that should have just went to die uh, on VOD. Ed- Edgar Ramirez? Who are these people? Right? It's like nobody. Anyway, the Point Break remake I've heard nothing but bad things about. And here we get um, the character who kind of pushes the plot forward in this uh, part of the story. It's Ruthra. 11% on Rotten Tomatoes for the Point Break remake. <laughs> I believe it. Um... So yeah, Rusra, which is Arthur in the uh, Where the Wild Things Are style. And thankfully, at least for Arthur's voice actor, they probably knew how much they needed him over the course of several seasons worth of recording. So they just pitched his voice down. Put the little like monster vocaloid effect on his voice so he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to talk like this. They'll just, uh, they'll just pitch that down. It's fine. It, I kind of wish they did that for all of them just so they could save the voice actor's trouble. But uh, it is what it is, man. 
I uh, remarked on our last watch, he looks like Eugene Levy. He does. The bushy eyebrows. Uh, and uh, Dan Levy also catching up to him in that category. Does Eugene Levy have, an, have a unibrow? I think he's he has, just got thick eyebrows. Yeah. I also think he might be canceled. Oh, oh, oh dear. I don't know the specifics. I think he's just hmm. like a problematic kind of guy. Okay. Uh, well, older, older white gentleman, you know, you know, flip a coin and that'll happen sometimes. Sometimes the voice is also like, I'm trying. I'm trying to think about like where I might have heard it, but just like uh, I, 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 that, that sounds like you heard it from the Adam Sandler feature Eight Crazy Nights. Will <laughs> now we gotta go to the island, Wukabunga, <laughs> and then we're gonna have the. I've got I've got white hair under my armpits, and everybody likes me. Yeah, uh, my one of my biggest shames is finding that movie funny. Wow, well, gets a hearty chuckle out of you. Uh, the what the the character of Whitey does be, just and it's just because of the voice. It's just Adam okay. Sandler. You're not you're not busting around. a gut at classic lines such as "Nighty night, you poopsicle" and stuff like that. <laughs> no, oh, I no. just heard a laugh. I just heard a laugh. No, no, no. I said no. <laughs> I was I was denying. Were, you cannot. You were, you were laughing at me, reminding you that. The in the you know legendary, um, you know up there with frankly my dear I don't give a damn, uh, nighty night you poopsicle mm. from eight crazy uh, nights. We only see unfortunately we only see nine year old Vesita or probably like seven or eight year old Vesita from the back. We don't actually get to meet her, which was a bit, which stuck in your craw a little bit. We both right, wanted I wanted to see. I wanted to see yeah if DW's a weeb is like Vesita like an e girl or something or is she like cottage core. <laughs> Oh, good question. She might be a bit, might be a bit young for cottagecore, but who knows? It's uh, it's pretty popular these days. I can only I can only claim to know it on a facile level. I also I also do like that Arthur is like introduced to this brand new show that he loves by DW, which is like, it seems like if, let's see if if uh, I, I I think I think maybe it's like so if Bionic Bunny is like Superman. And Dark Bunny is Batman. This seems like maybe the Teen Titans. Of, or or uh, if, if you take it, it kind of reminds me of Astro Boy. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, hopefully. hopefully and, and, better... we, and we know the Arthur writing staff is already fans of uh, Osama Tezuka. Yes, of course. Uh, hopefully not as, uh, not, not as bad as the dubbing of Astro Boy is. Which is uh, hilarious. <laughs> right up there with Speed Racer. Oh my um, gosh, those old, we've uh, uh, recently around, uh, I we do an anime night on Thursdays, and one of the things that we've been bringing up is these old Speed Racer dub clips. My gosh, what an what an amazing treat that show is. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> I've defeated him, and now I will go on to win the race. Ah! It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, Speed, slow down, those people need to win the race because they need to pay for their hospital operation. He's like, no, Kenny, I, no, Tracy, I can't slow down, I have to win the race. And he, like, speeds up, he's a maniac. Yeah, he's, he's, he's ruthless, man. Oh, yeah. This would get boring. 
What's oh this, this island sucks. Living yeah no living on this island forget about it of course and it's the, it's the classic thing that kids have to learn is that too much of things too much of a good thing is a bad thing which seems impossible when you're a child but it's like as DW says here it's like they've they have food that tastes like any food that you want she has a bird in a second that will sing any song that you want and it's just like it's too easy <laughs> it's too easy and unfortunately that is a lesson that I myself continue to have to learn as well it's that. Uh, life just can't, life just can't stop and start at your convenience. Making the, the bird sing WAP by Cardi B and <laughs> Megan the Stallion. <laughs> this is actually nice to hear the Mary Moo Cow voice again. Like, I, I was wondering if she had been, uh, if that voice actor had been around since then, but it's clearly like the most inane, it almost sounds like a parody of Mary Moo Cow. Art imitating life there. Um, Mary Mukau, obviously a parody of Barney the Dinosaur. Um, fun fact, the uh, American military really did use the Barney the Dinosaur songs as torture in Guantanamo Bay. That's right. I, I remember hearing about that. And of course, you play that. That was part of our patrons, if you haven't listened to it yet, our For the Kids episode on Barney and Friends. We talked about the negative uh, reception to Barney and part of it was that you know it was so annoyed and annoying and reviled that all you had to do is play those songs at high volumes and it was literal torture so good memory good memory there Lucas oh this is this is unsettling I don't like this Also, uh, Ruth recovering his real ears, not his uh, the side of his head. Mm. Sometimes, he, sometimes you you gotta watch out for that. Sometimes they'll get tricky on you with that with that type of stuff. The the Ruther voice does kind of make me, make me chuckle at times. Just like it's. I, I, I guess I'm thinking more of the direction for Arthur's voice actors. Like, okay, do this line, but do it bigger. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, so when you do it like that, you kind of sound like Donkey Kong. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, yeah, so this alternate history where Arthur went to Ukubonga. Oh, Stanley, alter- Stanley moving, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's something that we ever get into, where Stanley is just as much of an imaginary character as Nadine, even though he really exists. It's also funny to see little Arthur without glasses. I've always, I've always liked the times where we've seen Arthur younger than age eight because he's very cute. He's very cute when he has like real person eyes. <laughs> then he gets, then he gets the glasses, and he looks a little like Hannibal Burris. And then that's, I mean, not that we need a, you know, a YouTube video explaining how how <laughs> Arthur became Ruthra, but it's just like, yeah, I just went into the middle of the jungle and became bigger and angrier and meaner and all this kind of stuff. Just kind of turned into a monster. It was like, ah, okay, well, you know. The, DW the, and the Beastly Birthday explained? And it's like a picture of me <laughs> making the soy face. There's like a bunch of arrows in the thumbnail. <laughs> oh, man. You know. You know what? I wonder. I do wonder. Also, this this is a big topic about how 
Now, the the Tibble Twins are in space school, which I maintain means that it is just school in space. It doesn't mean that they're becoming astronauts. But, but Will, to get into space, they would still have to go up in a spaceship to the space station. And I feel like you oh. need to have a, a, you know, like a minimal kind of... Uh, aerospace knowledge to do such a thing. It's I, I think it was another time, and this has come up on the podcast. This keeps coming up, but the Ben Affleck commentary on the film Armageddon when he's talking you love about this, I, it's, I, it does really make me laugh. I want to watch the whole commentary, but when he's talking about training oil drillers to become astronauts, and he's and he's like, why not just train astronauts to be oil drillers? And 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 uh, uh, Michael Bay's like, shut up, Ben. But shut like, up, Ben. One of, one of the things Ben Affleck says is like. Yeah, I mean, they're the best, they're the best oil drillers, but what do you do when the EKG meter's off and the booster thrusters don't fire? And <laughs> I mean, he, hey man, he's right, and it's it's not like celebrities don't notice these things when they're in these movies, so... Yeah, just uh, the Tibble Twins in space is, I, I, I'm, I'm amazed that they haven't accidentally killed one another at this point. Also, I can't believe Arthur gets, you know, shunted five years into the future against his will, still has to do homework. Yeah, you'd think he'd be doing, like, press conferences and stuff. <laughs> like, I would never work a day in my life if I was a time traveler. I'd just become, oh, like, an dude. influencer. That is, that is literally a business unto itself. You'd become um, uh, John Titor. That, uh, do you remember that? Maybe, maybe it was... No, I don't know. Who's John Titor? In the in the early days of YouTube, there was this guy who said who pretended to be a time traveler from the year. I think it was it was far off at that point, maybe like twenty fifteen or something. Whoa! And I I remember I only watched one video. I remember him making reference to President Nick Nolte. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny. They had a I think John Titor ended up having a bit of a mythology. It's kind of a fun read, uh, and definitely like a very early YouTube thing where it's like you. Go don't, back and watch it in the production. Don't know values. what DW is planning on doing with all those coconuts, but it seems like a lot of extra weight on the boat that she doesn't need. Yeah, I, I got to imagine it's just like ah, classic lack of foresight from a little from a little kid. But but you're but you're absolutely right. Maybe if she's bringing Ruther with her, Ruther can use his like teeth or his claws oh. to uh, to in order so that they drink the water. I'd really like to try coconut water. You've never had coconut water? Well, I think I have, but like for straight from the coconut. So I actually don't really like coconut water, nor do I really like coconut milk. But I do sure. like. I'll put you onto this one, Will. The coconut Lacroix is uh, underrated. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's one of the better Lacroix flavors. Okay. Uh, coconut flavoring. I'm kind of in the middle on, but I remember liking, I think I've had coconut milk before, like just from the grocery store. And it was, it was all right. Like I, I, I just, I just, just splitting open a coconut. Coconut LaCroix. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't taste like coconut water. It's hard to describe, but mm. as a, as a, we try to get a different sparkling water in this household every week. You know, we've been going <laughs> through the boublés and the ahas and the, oh yeah, but, but the LaCroix is my favorite. Um, Gotcha. Yeah, this and this surprisingly harrowing scene for like a uh, you know an Arthur hour long special where it's like, well, goodbye. Ruther is probably going to be killed, and D.W. sheds tears over him. 
over her brother, question mark? My face, re- my, my face when watching this movie. Ha! <laughs> 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 Got him. Uh, yeah, and this, this also another reminder that Thora and DW in the normal timeline are the same age as my, uh, my niece now. She does not have the vocabulary of a DW, but she is very smart. Oh, Lucas, now that you mention it, I keep looking at their boots and, I, and I'm getting like the phantom. Yeah, uh, wearing heavy winter damp- boots like indoors, like like I, it's this exact scenario too, like on a field trip or something, you're dressed for the outdoors and like yeah. all that stuff strapped in. It's really uncomfortable. I'm just getting like the phantom damp cuff yeah. on my on my leg. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, it gets them all salty too. Like specifically, like going to the movie theater. Like I, I right. You got your jacket behind you. Oh, jeez. You, you just have you're burdened with all of this. It's like it's like you're halfway to your weight limit in like Skyrim or something. It's like that Especially Kanye. It's me. like that Kanye tweet where he's like, "I hate waking up to a bottle of water on the airplane. Like now I got to deal with this water." <laughs> Patrick's Chocolates, uh, right next to the toy store, which was which is interesting because this is a couple of years before that episode, or at, I think at least a year. So they knew what they were doing. They were setting it up beforehand. Sorry, kid, I got to cash out. I've already I've already taken the money to the back. Don't know what to do for you. I do like Nadine's new like poofing into reality. Yeah, she's she's a lot more like 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 the Cheshire cat or something. Hmm. Maybe that's something they take advantage of in the later years is kind of her more fantastical nature. It feels like a long time since we've gotten a Nadine episode. Yeah, like the way she's like laying down on nothing. I feel like she yeah. used to do that. Tranquilo. <laughs> They also managed to always find a a kid or a, a voice actor who has a very soft voice. This is this is me after having to deal with a superstore cake, a butter icing pound cake for the last week. At the end, I was like, I don't like cake anymore. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't. I, big revelation. I, I've never been a cake guy. I've been team pie since I became an adult. I like cakes. I like pies, but I have a real problem with birthday cakes now because. You know, with my family or even my friends, like, they'll get me a cake, and then everybody will have one slice, and I'm stuck with half a cake, and I'm like, I don't want this much cake, guys. This is too much. So, I'm making, this is this is a real adult thing, as I'm looking at turning 30 this year, I'm like, okay, no more cakes. No more cakes for birthdays. Just food. Yeah, I Food kinda, I can eat it. I, I kind of really hate the decorating in the Reed living room. Like, these green walls, like, um, and the green walls, yellow drapes. We got the mm, china plates old, on the stove, like the pink, the pink couch. They have that weird, like painting that's always above their couch that looks like a Parcheesi board. There it is. Like, what is that? Yeah, so they keep these little, like, they've got the Christmas lights under under the stairs. They've got the chess board. It's kind of cool. It's another wrinkle to the uh, to the Reed House that we've never seen before. It's like a gun case under the chessboards where <laughs> Dad Reed keeps his AR-15, <laughs> the bump stock. Oh, man, what a wrinkle that would be if Dave Reed was a hunter this whole time. 
Oh, Will, it's not Hunter, it's for home defense. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Hope he's got a license for that. Uh, We mentioned this earlier, the card that Arthur got DW is uh, two llamas instead of two aardvarks, and it's the classic, like, um, it's like, happy birthday to a great brother instead of sister, which... I think you mentioned you you kind of do sometimes to your friends and you on just purpose. cross it out. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like congrats on the baby. I think that's really funny. I like that goof. I like if somebody gave a card like that to me, that would actually be really funny. World's best uncle. I also kind of like. I think they imply that Arthur can't tell the difference between llamas and aardvarks. Although he said he was in a rush, so he probably didn't look at it properly. But that's just like Arthur just being like, I don't see species. Yeah. Free Gen X of Arthur. <laughs> also, no, no idea where Arthur got the money to buy a Fluff MacGuffin, but, uh, well, you know, it's there's only a couple minutes left in the special. We don't have time to think about it. And it is genuinely nice to have Arthur and DW just be like, I like you. Yeah, yeah. That's always, I always like when... They get along. And I like how sparingly they do it, too. Like, they're not doing yeah. it all the time. Makes it more special to... when it happens. Exactly. Also, this weird angle of them looking I was looking just gonna up. say, this angle! Ugh. Why it's, is his ear it's, so low? It's like seeing the Simpsons from the front. It's just like, this is... You're not supposed to see... It's just... It wasn't meant for your eyes. The, the Simpsons from the front always look like when anime characters are supposed to go insane, and it's like a fisheye angle. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, there's that awful place again. Uka Bongang. Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. DW, get... uh, enough with that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we, get, we get one more rendition of the, uh, the, the, the great song whose lyrics we all feel bad about having to say out loud. <laughs> And there you have it. That's um, that's the end of D, uh, DW and the Beastly Birthday. So let's give let's give some quick final thoughts here, Lucas. I think it's kind of safe to say neither of us are a great fan of this. No, not good. Not good. I mean, on uh, it's it's worse than Arthur's Perfect Christmas, and it's not as fun to make fun of as that awful three D three D animated one that we watched. Yeah, and definitely not like not as good as as the the Backstreet Boys one either. I oh, think that's oh my goodness. it's either it's either that or Perfect Christmas. I think are near the top. This is probably, uh, I wouldn't say this is the bottom because the Arthur's Missing Pal was like but really I, I, really I, I, bad. I will say Arthur's Missing Pal was just like such a fun fever dream. Yeah, it does have that going for it. This is kind of like eh. So I wonder. I do wonder. If this will continue into, we have two other specials we haven't done commentaries for yet. There's Arthur and the Haunted Treehouse, and Rhythm and Roots of Arthur, which I've actually watched and I enjoyed. So I don't think that this is a necessarily a quality problem with this uh, era of the series or anything. I think we'll just have to kind of take it as it comes. And uh, thankfully, it seems like this uh, worked out okay in yeah. terms of this uh, this uh, watch together commentary scheme that would that. Uh, Thankfully, you put forward. So yeah. uh, good thinking on that one. Episode sponsored by watchtogether.tv. 
Yeah, check it out before, unfortunately, who knows, it might get taken down. Anyway, we hope that you've enjoyed watching DW and the Beastly Birthday with us. Thanks a lot for hanging on through our technical hang-ups. Uh, we appreciate your patience, and of course, we will have more Patreon content uh, coming for you as we begin, well, what looks to be another school year and uh, another September. Another, a fourth, or is this fifth? Uh, another year with Elwood City Limits. Uh, so we hope you have a good rest of your week. I'm going to be enjoying my birthday this weekend, and we will have uh, we'll be putting up the uh, Patreon episode on the digital shorts on the free feed next week, and then after that, we will be getting into Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood on for the kids here on the Patreon. So my name's Will Young. Thanks again for joining us, and for Lucas Mancini. Oh, I don't think I I copied any quotes down from this. Uh, I'll just use this opportunity to say, you know, happy birthday, Will. Happy four years. Happy Virgo season. Um, yeah, four more years. Four more years. Uh, we will. We will. Uh, oh gosh. Four more years. There's that sun again. Ah. <laughs> we'll see you next time.